I'm a lifelong vegan. My mum actually went vegan when she was pregnant with me, so I've known nothing else. I've never tried dairy cheese before. Kind of base uh, my experiments off what other people say, really, which is uh, very helpful. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah. And together, we're bringing you... Vegan Curious! Which is now episode three, series two. We're really uh, cracking through the episodes. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everyone. Actually, not New Year yet. I mean, certainly not for us. Just for disclosure, we are recording this just before the end of 2019. Um, But you'll be hearing this in January. So uh, January in the vegan world is a pretty big month. Is it? Why? <laughs> Stop being so coy. So, Veganuary. Obviously, the reason why, one of the main reasons why actually veganism's taken off in the UK is obviously due to Veganuary. And we're going to be talking about that in a bit. Uh, we've got some top tips, a few facts that you didn't know about Veganuary. Um, and Sarah's going to explain a few things about uh, planning food and about vitamins and all those kind of, you know, things that you need to know about and what else we got on them well i've got a bit of a surprise for you ashley as well for this episode given that it is the last episode of 2019 and the first of 2020 um i've got a bit of a quiz planned i love a quiz a big fat vegan quiz of the year sounds good as long as there's no jimmy car involved brilliant exactly so i'm going to be firing some questions your way and seeing how you do um and uh you know we won't judge you if you get all of them wrong Good, good. Um, and also on this program, on this episode, rather, we have an interview um, with uh, Amy Tadar. She's from Tyne Cheese. So uh, have you ever eaten any Tyne Cheese? Cheese is spelled C-H-E-A-S-E, Sarah. I haven't actually, I must admit, no. Shocking and very disappointing because probably uh time cheese was probably the first vegan cheese brand in the uk like the first vegan artisan cheese brand and she's got a great story and so she's built up this kind of vegan cheese empire and she has been a vegan all her life which means she has never ever tasted real cheese wow well i find that amazing but uh i'm not sure if you're being i'm guessing you're going to be speaking to her about this but how would you how would you know what good tastes like if you never had real cheese uh well i you'll find out if you listen to the interview you will indeed absolutely uh okay more on that a little later then okay so uh you know christmas is uh you know it was only a few days ago and i would imagine you got loads of amazing christmas presents I did. Yeah, I did actually. But um, so, well, this year, the theme was one of sustainability, as you might imagine. Um, so we actually did Secret Santa for the first time. Uh, within You and your newly minted husband. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> me, me and my husband and I got each other gifts, unfortunately, but the wider family, we did Secret Santa. So it was great. Oh. Um, so you know, to buy one gift and I tried my best to wrap all of the gifts that I had in, you know, like brown paper with kind of garden twine and other such ridiculous things. Um, I know I was really chuffed with myself, but um, what I did get actually, uh, I got, I guess I got two, uh, two things on a vegan theme. I got Fern Cotton's Happy Vegan. Her- hang, hang on, hang on. I- Fern Cotton's a vegan. 
Uh, no. Oh. Well, okay. No, she's not actually. And the thing is, is that I thought I thought she was. I assumed that she was anyway. Okay. Um, but in her book, it, the it, she prefaces the whole thing with, mm, yeah, guys. So listen, this is a vegan cookbook, but I'm not actually vegan, um, or at least not fully vegan. She's probably ninety to ninety five percent vegan, but she eats eggs and cheese. Okay. Does it matter? Well, I mean, you know, obviously, does it matter in terms of the book? Is it a good book? Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't made anything from it yet. Stuff looks good. Pretty much everything in there requires a can of coconut milk, so it probably, probably tastes delicious. Um, I'll let you know when I bake something. Maybe I'll make you something from from the book. But um, it did. It it looks like there are some good recipes in there, so I'm I'm excited about it. Um, the other thing I got was a pair of vegan Nikes. Wow. Mm. Are they uh, like trainers for you to go jogging in or are they trainers for you to look uh, cool and wonderful around town in? The latter, yeah. yeah. Cool and wonderful. Um, Yeah, they're quite – they're actually like painfully woke in the sense that they've got like their high tops, there's a little Velcro thing at the top. Um, They've got this kind of like grey, purple type vibe happening. Um, Yeah, they're nice. I like them a lot. and I was quite delighted to find out that they were vegan because obviously, you know, like the classic age old vegan challenge of what shoes are you going to buy? Okay, you can't have leather or like you prefer not to. Um, so you end up wearing Converse, but then you end up getting wet feet when it's raining. Yeah. And like I, I really want some shoes that are kind of waterproof, but are vegan too. And mm. uh, so I got those. So I was I was very lucky. I felt like a very, very lucky lady. How about you, Ash? What did you get for Christmas? Well, uh, uh, the most exciting vegany thing I got, uh, which was was basically uh, bought for me it was totally out of the blue, is a vegan health oral spray. So basically, ah, hang on, hang you, on. is that is so a vegan health oral spray? Is that to tackle halitosis, or does it have something? Uh, it probably tackles halitosis as well, but it's mainly vitamins. So I didn't know that vegan sprays or vitamin sprays were a thing um but i have to say i'm a massive convert so this vegan health oral spray uh it's got vitamin d vitamin b12 uh so i can cut down on marmite um iron and iodine it sells about 12 quid um and it's just you spray like four sprays so you can either spray it like four times in one go or four different times of the day um and it it's it's just really good it's just like got this really interesting raspberry type flavor you spray it in your mouth it's done it's gone i mean i think one of the things about vegan vitamins is that they tend to be like kind of brown and cardboardy and you quite often semi-choke when you're eating them um this is so much better. Um, did you know, am I just being naive here? Um, you know, are vitamin sprays a brand new thing? Or, do you, you know, you've probably been using them for years, haven't you? Yeah, I have actually. Do you know, whilst you were talking, I was sitting there thinking, oh, I wonder if it is actually a breath freshener as well, because that would be amazing. Um, but regardless of that, yeah, I've had drops for quite a while. So mm. they, do, they do drops and a spray. And I quite like the drops because you like stick them under your tongue and then it's that's it. It's over, and it tastes quite. The one I've got is a blackberry one. Um, but also, uh, our friends at Vivo Life, the um, people okay. viewed on the last episode, they do drops and spray, I believe. So, yeah, I think they're out there. It's just, um, it's a nice thing to get in your stocking, though, isn't it? 
I would have been. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was in there amongst the you know books about George Orwell and the nineteen eighties indie CDs. So yeah, it was a standout, definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, should we talk about what we've been scoffing now? I think um, fairly obviously uh, what we've been scoffing is a lot of Christmas fare. So that is definitely going to be involved in my list. Um, But I will keep that section brief because I want to move on to other more exciting things. Um, I had a nut roast. Didn't we all? Didn't we all? But yeah, go on, which one was yours? Uh, well, do you know what? It was, it was bought. It was shop bought. I mean, clearly you can make your own nut roast and it's not that tricky, but we had a Clive's nut roast. Um, mm-hmm. and it was nice. I really liked it. It was, it was kind of one of those nut roasts that tastes a little bit like it's stuffing, if that makes sense. So it had that kind of, um, slightly dirty, gooey texture to it. Um, yeah. which was nice. I liked it. Um, I had some fairly disgusting Waitrose mince pies, I have to say. Okay, and that's interesting. So I've had like quite a run of vegan mince pies this year, and they've all been pretty good. I mean, even like places like Costa Coffee, you know, they've got them, and you know, you feel obliged to have them if they're in there. You know, saying, "Oh, go on, yeah, that brilliant opportunity, got to support them." They've got vegan stuff, and they were actually quite nice. Yeah, the Costas are really nice, and also I I did have um, the other one I had, which was nice, was the co-op ones, which I think they launched this year. Those are pretty good as well. Um, the Waitrose ones, the problem is, is that you know how you often get, you know how sometimes you go to a restaurant and people go to you, oh, it's vegan and gluten-free, as if that's exciting to you, um, yeah. that it's also happens to be gluten-free. Now, obviously, there are certain people who can't eat gluten and um, I have enormous sympathy for them. But as a, as a, I love gluten. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, give me more gluten because these mince pies, they were like, sawdust you know it was like you put them in your mouth and they've turned to dust um, yeah. it was just some sort of yeah no it just wasn't it wasn't particularly nice so um that was that was a bit sad uh but there are some good ones out there so don't be discouraged go, snap them from the sales go to costa go to the co-op they, they were definitely good um i ate shit tons of chocolate like every single vegan probably in the uk i got a box of bouja bouja um, very nice Actually, I got two boxes of Bougie Bougie, both from my mother and from my mother-in-law. Uh, okay. Bless them. Uh, on, a, on a non-Christmassy note, uh, I actually got a bit sick of Christmas food and went to Club Mexicana and had a little a bit of Mexican food. I had some vegan tacos um, yesterday, in fact, uh, because uh, Curb, which is the sort of street food market um, in King's Cross has opened another one um, in Covent Garden. Mm, I saw that. I was walking through uh, there before Christmas with a friend of mine and um, I was like, hang on a minute, this Club Mexicana. And uh, they seem to be getting everywhere. Actually, I don't know if you noticed, but they also made a big announcement last week that they're opening their first permanent restaurant, which is going to be in Kingley Court. So again, not a million miles from, um, well, kind of box around the back of Oxford Street and it by Carnaby Street but I mean fair play I mean I love Club Mexicana you know I was um I was at the Spread Eagle their pub in Homerton for Christmas and you know they just do everything so it's it's so interesting it's so good more power to them yeah yeah um so that was that was a nice break um and then also you know obviously it's christmas so we were still eating whatever we like um we had a donut afterwards actually we had two to share 
mind okay. um from big shot coffee which is also at curb in the in the street food um market and that was pretty pretty good it had it was there was like a i think it was a chocolate mint chocolate one or something and it had a candy cane on top it was just very very good um so yeah sorry i've ranted on for ages now about how much i've been eating but it is christmas after all um okay so, what have you been munching a week of excess um so I guess the most interesting Christmas thing I had uh, was Sainsbury's vegan shroom pups in blankets. So not pigs in blankets, pups in blankets, um, which uh-huh. basically I end up eating pretty much the whole packet. Um, so they are the, the kind of shroom sausages. And then they've got that kind of bacony, um, soy bacon that's sort of wrapped around them. Um, I did actually have a go at trying to make them myself, actually, but failed because I was using the, the tofurkey stuff. So it doesn't really wrap around sausages at all. But, um, yeah, okay. but yeah, no, it was lovely. I mean, it was just really nice to have that along with the nut roast and all the vegetables. And, um, you know, I felt special. It's quite interesting, actually, just because on, on the general Xmas tip, um, we've I had relatives over who are the last people in the world to ever buy anything remotely vegan who were you know shocked to find the house didn't have any uh, kind of cow-based milk or whatever for their tea um and yet you know this time they bought so much vegan stuff over so they bought um apple crumble from the Sainsbury's free from range they brought all kinds of like chocolate and stuff. And the only thing I, that kind of says to me, you know, they're quite conservative people in terms of when it comes to food that, you know, it must be in their face. It must be, they've wandered around Sainsbury's and seen that and go, Oh, look, we can get, get that for Ashley for, for Christmas. So it just goes to show again, how much the supermarkets are embracing vegan food and how much things have moved on. And isn't this brilliant? So, um, that was good. Then I have been eating a little bit of vegan junk food. I went to Dirty Vegan in Camden, had some of their chicken wings that were great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I went for the first time to Neat Burger. So have you been to Neat Burger? This is Lewis Hamilton's kind of place, which is just off Oxford Street. Have you have you been, Sarah? No, I actually haven't. Um, but I my husband went yesterday. Oh, okay. He's copied then. Yeah. He had a really, he had a really junk filled day yesterday. Um, Super healthy, yeah, yeah. Um, what for him? There was one particular highlight, um, which was the salted caramel milkshake. Did you, did you have one of their milkshakes? I didn't. I must admit, I, uh, I didn't. All I had was a burger, to be honest. Oh. But um, he really liked that, did he? Yeah, he did. He said it well. He said it was just like uh the mcdonald's old school milkshake you know those things that you you would drink and then you felt like you'd had like a tub of ice cream it was that okay. sort of thing. but he did say it was it was pretty delicious um but he didn't mention the burger so i assume i don't know how was yours yeah, it's a beyond you know it's a beyond burger um you know other people do it better uh you know the honest version of it it's a lot better to be honest uh, i had the cheeseburger yeah. uh, they do a chicken burger a normal burger they've got you know other bits of potatoes doing interesting things it is like being in mcdonald's it's much more of a kind of low end even in spite of the fact it's in like this obviously really posh and expensive part of london around the corner from oxford street you know they're trying to be mcdonald's with it he's definitely gone mass market yeah it wasn't super super expensive it was only like about five quid for a burger um but it did you know i mean it's a very long time since i've eaten the meat mcdonald's but i mean it's that kind of thing i guess and i think if you're used to eating lots of meat mcdonald's you probably probably enjoy it so yeah I, I would go back but you know it wasn't 
it wasn't something that completely blew me away. I mean, the thing that's going to blow me away, though, is obviously going to be the Greg Steak Bake, which uh, I went to try and find the other day. And there was a lot of sort of hoo-ha on social media. And basically what I think's happened is that they've sent out the cards with the picture of the Steak Baker to the various Gregs. So they've got them. So everyone assumed that they were like going to arrive at any second. But I think... I get the impression actually it's going to be January and they're going to be doing that for Veganuary along with loads of other stuff. And I, I'd say in the next episode that we do, probably in a, uh, probably about 10 days to a week, it'll be live. We'll go through some of the, the new stuff in Veganuary. We'll try as much as we can. Uh, so get ready to eat a load of junk food in the next few days, Sarah. Um, but also just obviously run down what's available because there's a lot of new stuff coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody's threatening to launch something new for Veganuary this year, aren't they? It seems to have um, reached peak vegan. Um, speaking of which, if that's if that's all you've been scoffing, I assume. I mean, it's quite a lot of things. Shall we move on to the big fat vegan quiz of the year? Okay, so, um, yeah, so I believe you've got some questions to ask me then. I have. Are you ready? Go on then. Are you Are you sure? No, seriously, I just want to make sure that you're sitting down because... Yeah, I am. Okay, go yeah, on then. Go on. Yeah, okay, good. Got your cup of tea. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you, this is a quick fire um, question and answer. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll do it in a mastermind um, sense. So if uh, you tell me what you think the answer is and uh then i will actually give you the answers at the end rather than slowing it down as we go through um okay so if i don't know the answer say pass do i yep just say pass okay go on then right ashley what's your specialist subject i guess uh vegan food in the uk in 2019 perfect excellent i have the right quiz okay question one which uk media outlet branded 2019 the year of the vegan uh, it was somebody like financial times it was somebody weird wasn't it no okay that was incorrect although i'll tell you the answer at the end um name the documentary followed uh that followed ultimate fighter james wilkes as he met vegan athletes at the top of their game well everyone knows this one game changers correct for a bonus point name three of the six executive producers who worked on the game changers uh pass Okay. According to the documentary, what bodily function was 50% more effective following a plant-based meal? <laughs> uh, well, you know, can we say this on the podcast? Uh, basically, you, uh, you're you le- less flaccid down there. You get more <laughs> yeah. Uh, correct. Which F1 driver created a fast food chain or what's it called? Oh, there we go. Oh, well, yeah, kind of asked that one. Lewis Hamilton and Neat Burger. Correct. According to a study by the BMJ, vegans could be at higher risk of what? Oh, um, the strokes. I mean, it was only tiny, though, wasn't it? It was kind of like, you know, not much, but strokes. Correct. Which muscular Swedish actor became vegan this year? Yeah, I, I know the answer is because I know you've got been in an obsession with him, but it's Dolph Lundgren, isn't it? <laughs> I don't have an obsession. Yes, correct. In October, what did Weatherspoons add to its menu to attract vegan customers? Oh, oh no. Um, um, was it a vegan breakfast? Incorrect. No, I've been doing that for ages. Yeah, go on. Incorrect. What did one ambitious Californian startup claim it could make meat out of this year? This is a multiple choice question. 
A, thin air, B, horse poo, three, insect tears, or four, birdseed? Thin air. Correct. McDonald's announced that it will launch a new vegan meal in Veganuary made of red pepper, rice, sun-dried tomato pesto, and split peas. Name that meal. It's uh, vegan McNugget. (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) Which FTSE 250 CEO famously went vegan this year? Um, uh, I've forgotten his name, but he's the guy who runs Greg's. Mm, Correct. Okay, three more to go. Earlier in the year, a vegan reported her friends to the police for tricking her into eating what non-vegan food? Oh, uh, I do know this, but I can't remember. Um, Pass. Okay. Um, Happy Cow named London the most vegan-friendly city in the world in 2019. Can you name the rest of the top five? (laughs) Uh, Manchester? No. New York? Yep. Sydney? No. Melbourne? Portland, Oregon? San Francisco? No. No, you can't just keep naming them. No. Okay, incorrect. Okay, one final question. According to new research out this year, what is estimated to be worth just under four billion by twenty twenty four? The vegan market? Vegan food market? Incorrect. Oh okay. Go on then, you're gonna enlighten me now, are you? I am. I'm going to enlighten you. Um, okay. What is estimated to be worth just under four billion by 2024? It's the vegan cheese market. Really? My goodness, that is a lot of money. I know. So obviously, somebody's doing a lot of research into making good vegan cheese. Yes, exactly. I think there is a lot of money going into it right now. Um, the happy cow question. The other three cities. So you named uh, New York correctly. The other three yeah. cities are LA, Berlin, and Toronto. Okay, Toronto, I've been to Toronto, did have really good vegan food. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, the vegan who reported her friends to the police, that was for um, uh, tricking her into eating chicken nuggets. The Greg's question you got correct. The name of the McDonald's uh, but a meal is Veggie Dippers. That's what it's called. Really? Yeah. Um, you got it, uh, the question about the California startup correct. They have said that they can make meat out of thin air by converting CO2 into nutrients. Yeah. Um, Weatherspoons launched a vegan burger, not a vegan breakfast. Okay. Um, you got the Swedish actor. You got the British Medical Journal research correct. Um, that was saying that vegans could be at high risk of strokes. Um, they had three more strokes per 1,000 people compared with meat eaters, um, but research needed uh, in order to uh, to kind of make sure that... Because uh, they've been monitoring so many vegans for such a long time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you got the Lewis Hamilton question right. Um, you got the uh, <laughs> the question about the bodily function correct and the game changes as well. Um, the, oh, you're going to tell me who's the executive producers then? So there were six executive producers. It was a uh, star-studded cast, I have to say. James Cameron, Arnold mm-hmm. Jackie Chan, yeah. Novak Djokovic, Lewis Hamilton, and Chris Paul, who is uh, an NFL player, I believe. Okay. Um, and then... Which means- I'd say I probably would have got four of those if I'd have sat and thought about it properly, but there you go. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, you, I think you probably would have. Arnie appears in the film, firstly. Yeah, yeah. And then the final one, um, which UK media outlet branded 2019 Year of the Vegan? It was not the FT, it was The Economist. Oh, do you know what? I nearly said The Economist as well. I know, I know. 
This question is quite hard, Tara. I know, they were quite hard. Um, But to be fair, you got six. Six? Yeah. (laughs) No, sorry, you got seven. You got seven. Seven? Oh, that's slightly better. Okay. So what do I win? Um, You, well, you got just over 50%. um, So I would say that... It was it was a solid performance, but probably didn't warrant a medal of any kind. Um, uh, although I do actually have a cupboard full of vegan chocolate that I've received over Christmas, so I could. Probably- oh, you're going to give me some. That that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a good deal. Brilliant. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get my revenge soon. In fact, why don't I do it now? Because I think we can start talking about veganuary now. Are we are we at that point? Uh, I. Th- I think it's probably at that point now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, so, January yeah. is all really about Veganuary. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things about Veganuary is obviously people embark on it, but, you know, it had to come from somewhere. And, you know, there are obviously lots of um, things that have happened in its lifetime. And there's been a lot of research done about who does it. So I'm not going to ask you some questions on uh, on uh, about Veganuary and just check to see how much you actually know about veganuary so first of all what year did veganuary start i would just like to say i'm, I'm not i'm not trying to um uh, compromise the validity of this in any way shape or form but i've never done veganuary so okay i, I could, I, I, could I, be a very short and very poor quiz the, well the reason why i'm doing this i can guarantee that you'll probably get zero so i mean go for it okay i mean you know, well, we're working from a low base here Go on, have a go. If I can get more than 50%, then I'll be happy. Okay, go. Go on there. So, yeah, what year did it veganuary start? Uh, five, five years ago, 2015. Oh, that's really close. 2014 that started. So, uh, yeah, that's quite impressive. Not bad. Um, okay, so how many people do have, have done veganuary... Uh, so far, I'm going to caveat this by say how many people have registered on the Veganuary site and then said that, that they've done it. Oh, God. What you mean over the past, what, for six years? Five years. So, yeah, since 2014. Oh, uh, I don't know the answer to that. I do know how many people did it last year, <laughs> um, which I think was 250,000. So, okay, so over the last six, half a million, a bit more? Oh, you're getting really good. Yeah, half a million. It's bang on. So they claim half a million people have done Veganuary. Uh, okay, then. So and how many countries is Veganuary in now? Oh, I don't know. Um, 14. No, 159. <laughs> oh, God, really? Yeah. What, are there yeah. half a million people doing it? Wow, okay, yeah. Well, you know, okay, I think we caveat that by so they say that basically that probably, and I think this is true actually because it's kind of borne out by my personal experience, probably yours too, is that it's probably around two or three times that figure because a lot of people obviously do it and just don't sign yeah. up. So yeah. It's much bigger than that. So, okay, for 2020 then, yeah. okay, right, let's assume, given the fact it started in the UK, that – um it, number one is the UK in terms of countries, but um, go on, ha- see if you can name me any other the top five countries that um, Veganuary wow. is popular in. Come on, one's really obvious. The US. Okay, so that's the second highest one. Yep. Go on, see if you can get one more. Australia. 
Yeah, so Australia's five. I mean, it is exactly who you'd expect, okay? So it's the UK, number one, followed by the US, Sweden at number three, Canada at four, and Australia at five. The interesting one, actually, though, is um, as a percentage of the population, Yeah. Um, number one uh, is not the UK. The UK is number two. So any idea who number one is? It's a percentage of the population. We do Veganuary or have done Veganuary. What? Hang on. Is this doing Veganuary in 2020? Yeah. Sorry. Who's doing? Who signed up as percentage population? Oh, oh God, Ash. I don't know. Uh, Sweden. No, that was a clue. You just mentioned the clue there. God, that's a big clue. <laughs> what? Um, which country? America's very God fearing. I mean, this this country is even more God fearing than America. God, I'm, I'm going to get political now. I don't, I don't know. Which, I don't know where to say it. Go um, on, guess. No, I can't. I don't know. Right. Okay, so it is actually the Vatican City. Are you joking? Well, there's probably only like you know forty people in the Vatican City or something like that. You know, and I guess if the Pope says you're doing Veganuary, you, the Cardinals are going to be doing Veganuary, aren't they? So, I mean, the interesting ones are actually, to be fair, is Sweden. It's quite a high percentage of the population doing it. So it is massively taking off there. And in Iceland, apparently, as well. Iceland's pretty high. Um, you know, there's not much to do in Iceland in January. It is absolutely freezing. Um, so maybe they think, oh, okay, we'll do Veganuary oh, as entertainment. Um, yeah. But yeah. I was going to say Israel when you, when you said about that. So I don't... I have no idea. But that is interesting. The Vatican. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, okay. All right. What's the percentage of men and women that do Veganuary? Oh, that's a really interesting question. Uh, So, okay. Right. Here's my theory. My theory is that women sign up to Veganuary and then they get the men in their life to do it with them without probably without signing up so that would skew things uh 75% women uh in not far off 68% female 32% male okay so you're not too far um and then i guess last question on this uh this is a really interesting one okay um, so, again, bear in mind, this is Veganuary figures, so it's the people that they log and follow up. What percentage of people stay vegan after the end of January? Oh, wow. Historically, so, like, the people that did it last year, how many people stay vegan? Yeah. Uh, 20, probably one in four, 25%. Well, it's really interesting because I, if you'd have asked me, I'd have probably said slightly higher than that. I'd have gone thirty percent, um, but they are claiming it's as high as sixty percent. Really? Hmm. Mm, okay. So mm. people obviously, you know, they they do it and they get through it. And I mean, and again, you know, a, a lot of people saying that they they find that it's easier than they expected it to be yeah. as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, no, sorry, I've got it wrong. Not 60%, 47. <laughs> <laughs> Say they found it easy. 47% um, actually stay vegan, but that's still quite a lot. I mean, nearly 50%. Oh, so every other person, pretty much, who does Veganuary stays vegan. Yeah, yeah, wow. Good on them. Well done. So, um, you know, I, I, I didn't tot up your scores there, but you actually did quite well, actually. Yeah, I Bearing did. Bearing in mind, you've got the 
you got the figure half a million bang on so um it's mean, it interesting i mean because they are i get the impression that this is the year that uh veganuary is doing the big push on the states because it, it's they've been doing it in the u.s for a couple of years and i think it's been a fairly low profile thing but i mean this year they've got um all kinds of people talking about it and there's a big push um i can't remember her name uh irish woman harry potter what's her name she's she's fronting stuff in the states you listened to a podcast the other day oh the one who plays luna lovegood i can't remember i can't remember i can't believe that i thought you were harry potter obsessive oh i, I know that she's called luna lovegood i don't know what that and also i'm not a harry potter obsessive please i'm just uh, a fan definitely a, fan. a child of my generation let's put it that way um, okay okay Right, come on then. So you promised me five top tips for get for veganuary. So for all those people who are out there and are embarking on this journey, and it's the first or second of January, and they're thinking, "Oh my God, I've got thirty days of being vegan ahead of me. What am I going to do? How how can how can you help them, Ash?" Okay, right. So number one. Okay, so as I say, you know, neither of us have done veganuary, so that's the 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 caveat to this but you know again we spoke to quite a lot of people last year and this year about this so the first bit of advice and one that everyone says is massively plan so it doesn't necessarily mean getting out an excel spreadsheet and writing in that you're going to have jackfruit burritos on this day and uh and you know weird looking sausages the next it's actually just making sure that you have some idea about the stuff that you're going to eat making sure you've got the stuff go to the supermarket just get some some basics just be just be ready and be prepared and don't just start on january the first and just kind of go right what happens now so planning is good yeah don't you? uh i think so i think i would say um planning planning is just helpful anyway isn't it like if you're a busy person and you want to make sure you're eating healthily even if you do eat meat or fish um you kind of want to do meal prep i mean that's what we do now because it's just it, the, like the week gets so busy and then you end up mm. eating stuff that's not good for you and you know maybe not getting enough nutrients or like not eating enough food different food groups and stuff um so yeah 100 percent behind that one definitely plan definitely meal prep on a sunday um and just make sure that you're not eating the same thing every day because it's going to get really dull isn't it yeah, I mean, I think it comes back to the whole thing about, and then we always say this, but it's 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 not that hard to be vegan these days, but it is slightly more difficult to be a healthy vegan yeah. because the temptations are there. Um, so yeah, massively planned. Don't end up spending the whole month eating Sainsbury's uh, pups in blankets. They probably won't be available. Actually, they're on half price, so get in there quick, pound fifty. All right, number two, um, if you can do it with some mates, I mean, it's just like a really obvious thing to say, but I mean, if yeah. there's a group of you doing it, you're going to egg each other on, you've got people to go out with, people to share your experiences with, recipes, people to cook for, yada, 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 makes so much sense if you can do it. Um, if you can't, if you're like knobby no mates like me, um, the other way of doing it is obviously looking at what Veganuary's website, they've got a load of social channels as well, obviously on Facebook, yeah. uh, in Instagram, Twitter, they're pumping loads of ideas all the time. Or a bit of a plug here for the London vegans, if you're in London, or the UK vegan Facebook groups. Again, both these groups got loads and loads of people who are doing veganuary, asking all types of questions, the type of questions that you know you probably want to know the answers to. So I would say definitely get some mates, join a Facebook group, you know, follow veganuary uh, on social. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. And just find, if you've got any vegan mates, just make them take you out for dinner. 
Exactly. Definitely. Um, then third thing is I'd say just be a little bit careful about your alcohol intake. I think that I'm surprised actually there's not research to prove this, but probably the biggest reason why people break it is actually they go out and drink too much and then mm. you know, end up end up eating a doner kebab or the next day they're so hungover that all they want is their body's craving food that they used to have when they're hungover. And I think that, you know, especially things like cheese, cheese on toast and all that kind of stuff. So watch your alcohol intake um just be sensible really mm. yeah i think oh, i don't know i mean i think most the younger generations i suppose are watching their alcohol intake anyway aren't they most i, I think younger people are drinking less and less aren't they that's what what's your definition of younger people sarah people younger than younger than me what i'm you know the probably the vast majority of people who are doing veganuary are under the age of 35 right yeah i guess so yeah um so yeah i mean a lot of them are watching their alcohol intake anyway and um uh but you are right it it does you know it reduces your inhibitions doesn't it and you start to become a bit myopic and you start to think like oh it'd be a really good idea to eat a kebab um or one thing you could try if you're looking to watch your alcohol intake is that there's all these new like clean alcohol brands that are coming out now aren't they like um in alcohol free uh, yeah yeah but but in the same way as like clean eating became um, a thing uh clean drinking is now very much a term that seems to be kind of breaking through um because that guy from made in chelsea uh spencer matthews do you know who i'm talking about <laughs> go on have a guess <laughs> okay so there's a there's, there's a guy who's been made, made in chelsea called spencer he's not just thinking- played for chelsea i might be more aware of him but yeah no very, go on. very sad times um anyway this, sorry this is a diversion but actually it's quite interesting he's launched something called the clean liquor company which is um basically like a range um or it will be a range i think they only do a gin now um of like clean alcohol so um this is either no alcohol or very very little alcohol um, yeah. and and like a range of spirits so you can have yourself a and t without getting crunk which is great right um and there's loads of other things as well there's that there's that um vegan uh sorry not vegan <laughs> it is also vegan but there's a gin brand um that people have been going on about for a little while now which is also alcohol free so it's definitely breaking through so yeah if you still want to be sociable and you're doing dry january and veganuary then uh, check out some of the alcohol-free spirits. Okay, sounds good. Good advice. Okay, so number four, um, just be aware about your vitamins, really. I mean, it it just does make sense. So if you're going to embark on this big change of diet, you know that your body's going to get the stuff it needs. I mean, the obvious one is B12, and as I mentioned earlier, Marmite's a good source. It's in some soy milks as well. It's in nutritional yeast, um, which... If you haven't discovered that yet, it's definitely worth discovering. So, it, you know, there are ways of getting around it. But this fantastic spray that I have, <laughs> yeah. the daily oral spray, um, yeah, is obviously a really good way of making sure you're getting all, all the vitamins you need. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, energy levels. I suppose if you're only doing it for 30 days, um, you know, like you're not going to get a B12 deficiency in 30 days. I think no. that the research shows that it takes anything from six months to two years to actually deplete in the body. So you can, your your levels of B12, stuff like that is actually only a problem for people who are long-term vegans. If you're going vegan fully, then you've got to, you know, make sure that you do um, 
look after yourself in that way but just energy levels isn't it it's just making sure you're actually getting enough food um as well because I know some people they go vegan and then they're like ah what am I supposed to eat and they actually end up losing a little bit of weight because they're not really eating enough not putting enough fuel in their body so um I don't know for me it would be make sure you get enough carbs (laughs) fuel your brain (laughs) I don't think that's necessarily a problem but uh fair enough um and then number five is just be imaginative. So, I mean, there's just like so many interesting new foods that you may or may not have tried. I like aquafabra. What's aquafabra? Aquafaba. Faba, even, yeah. <laughs> it's chickpeas, isn't it? Yeah. So you use it to replace egg and things like banana blossom, which is now available in uh, cans from um, various health food shops, which is, you know, again, you put batter on it and it tastes a bit like mm-hmm. cod. It's really interesting. Um, obviously, jackfruit, which is ubiquitous these days. Um, and then your favourite, dulse. Dul- Remember dulse? <laughs> seaweed, yes, absolutely. Yeah, seaweed that tastes like bacon. Uh, you know, if you're ever going to have it uh, in your life, Veganuary is the month probably to have it and then probably never have it again. But there you go. And then so that's five. But I would say on top of that, you know, if you can eat out a bit – if you know i mean and everyone's broke aren't they after after christmas but if you can eat out um you get some good ideas from restaurants you know just see what people are doing and you know we're lucky being in london the world's number one vegan city apparently according to happy cow um but you know there are lots of places that um have got you know great vegan great great vegan food um that are in chains as well and it's just i guess it's taking inspiration from that and maybe trying to replicate some of that stuff at home so you're not having baked beans and baked potatoes every other day absolutely is that is that your final uh sixth and final the bonus six wasn't it exactly um great i yeah i think they're all absolutely um helpful and and i'm sure veganuary has lots of great tips and hints on their website as well so if you are doing veganuary um let us know how you're getting on drop mm. us an email vegan curious podcast at gmail.com or just get in touch on any one of our many social media channels um we'd be keen to hear about how you're getting on mm-hmm, definitely definitely and um one thing that is well worth trying if you are doing veganuary is artisan vegan cheese uh which sort of brings us on to our interview for this week so we're going to be speaking or i spoke to um a woman called amy tadar and she is from a company called Tyne cheese, which we've already established, uh, Sarah has not eaten any Tyne cheese cheese. Um, I have. Um, you can get it in a number of kind of um, health foodie shops. Uh, it's They've got stuff in um, La Fomagerie in London. You can get it on mail order. Um, the really interesting story that she has, as, as we've alluded to, is that she's never actually tasted any real cheese. Um, so we had quite an interesting ranging discussion about, you know, how she got into it. Um, what it's like being a vegan, uh, lifelong vegan, and you know, there's not too many of those around. Um, and also, you know, where she thinks vegan cheese is going to go in the end, does it matter if we call it vegan cheese? You know, is it actually something completely different? Um, so it's a really interesting interview and it's coming up right now. So uh, I'm speaking now to Amy Dean. She is from um, Time Cheese, who um, you may or may not know are one of the pioneers of vegan cheese in the UK. Um, they've been at it for a lot longer than a lot of other people, have a fantastic selection of artisan cheese and are increasingly getting into lots of interesting places um, and doing great business via um, mail order as well. 
So, um, Amy, tell me a bit about yourself. Um, as I say, you're a pioneer of vegan cheese. How did you kind of come up with the idea for this business? Um, oh, well, it was quite a lengthy process, to be honest. Um, well, I guess, firstly, I should go back and just mention I'm a lifelong vegan. My whole family's vegan. Uh, and my mum actually went vegan when she was pregnant with me. So I've known nothing else. and I've never tried dairy cheese before. Um, so wow, that's amazing. So you, yeah. <laughs> when people, when you don't know the taste you're trying to replicate. No, I know, not at all. I kind of base uh, my experiments off what other people say, really, which is uh, very helpful. My husband and my mum have been uh, trialled trialed and tasted many different cheeses in the past. But, so uh, were your parents vegan for uh, well, largely ethical reasons or what, what was the story there? Was, I think it was mainly ethical reasons. Obviously, the health and environmental reasons come into it hand in hand. But yeah, it was a very ethical standpoint, really. Um, so that's, yeah, so like I said, that's all I've ever known. Um, but um, we've also grown around, um, I grew up around uh, the world. So I lived in Ethiopia for seven years, in India for about six or seven years, and Afghanistan for a bit. And so I've kind of grown up here and there and everywhere. And most of those places don't offer um, any vegan cheeses in the slightest they barely even know what a vegan cheese is um so um kind of as a teen uh my mum's always always really missed cheese that's kind of the one thing that she always really missed going vegan um so as a teen I would try and recreate different cheeses for her just for fun um, and I kind of really kind of got into it then um just you know trialing out different recipes and creating different things obviously loads went bad but there were a few good ones um so yeah that's kind of where my love of making different vegan cheeses came from so this um, is about i guess about five years ago oh well this is well i'm 28 now so this is stemming back to probably when i was about 15 or 16 oh okay okay yeah, living and in all those years of experimenting before you even thought about doing a business Oh, yeah, it's something that I've just kind of played with, you know, as for most of my, you know, teen adult life. So I've always kind of had cheese making in me a little bit, I guess. Okay. Um, um, then where did the idea for actually starting Thai and Cheese happen then? Um, so after I finished uni, um, I kind of, as I'm sure a lot of people do, didn't really know what to do with myself. Um, and I was kind of looking at the market and I realized I, I knew I always wanted to do something uh, revolving around veganism. Obviously, it's quite a core passion of mine. Um, and I kind of realized that there was a real gap in the market for artisan vegan cheese. In fact, back in 2014, when I kind of came up with um, this idea, there were no UK artisan vegan cheeses in the slightest Um and I kind of looked to the US, which were kind of more up and coming and saw that they had loads of uh, these kind of styles of cheeses and that they were selling really well. So I thought, hey, well, let's just see if the UK is ready for it. Uh, I then spent a good probably six months trialing different recipes, getting loads wrong. And there were a few successes. Uh, and then I just went to a small little local vegan festival up in Newcastle uh, just to test it out, really, just to see if it was anything that people would be interested in. And uh, everyone went crazy for it. And I sold out immediately. So I think from then I realised I definitely I was definitely onto something. And um, so most of the cheeses you you make are, are nut and soya. Is that right? I started with uh, making them with a combination of cashew nuts and soya, um, and as I sort of that was kind of for the first year or so, and since. Um, I think 2016, early 2016, I've ditched the soya. So now um, they're kind of um, available for anyone with a soya allergy as well. So it's just cashew nuts, which are the majority of our cheeses. And then we also do a few macadamia nut cheeses as well. Mm -hmm. oh, did you find as well, you know, when you were beginning, there was kind of an opportunity to be kind of ultra creative? Because, you know, at that time, people didn't have any expectations about what they were eating, did they? 
No, you're absolutely right. No one had even really heard or thought of an artisan vegan cheese. So, yeah, I mean, I had such positive reviews and I had some really crazy flavors to start with. Like I said, I grew up around the world. Um, I also spent some time in Dubai. So I've taken, for example, um, Ethiopian spice and za'atar spice from my past and I've put them onto cheeses, which are some really crazy, wacky flavors. But they seem to be one of some of our most popular ones. And yeah, I think because I wasn't comparing myself to any other companies at the time, it did give me the flexibility just to get a bit creative really and, and how hard was it to kind of get the consistency flavor texture that kind of thing right oh, i mean incredibly difficult obviously now if you go if you go on google and look for a cashew nut cheese it's all over you can find every recipe you want but back in 2014 it was much more of a struggle so it really was just trying you know many many batches every single day for about six months and <laughs> loads and loads of fail attempts and then finally you get something which you think you might be right and then you can try you know loads of different trials on that based on that cheese and then yeah it's, it's quite a process to be honest and um so when was the kind of next step for you then so you started making the cheese when did when you start to move to um selling things you know online and, and via kind of health food shops as well or vegan shops as well um, so I went to my first vegan festival back end of 2014 around Christmas um, and then I took about five six months um, to kind of try and create a website I, obviously I didn't really know much about starting a business so loads of research I did a few courses um, trying to create a website and different things like that so in June 2015 is when I launched um, I just started selling online and then I realized an influx of emails from health food shops around the country also in France and Belgium and Germany started contacting me so I was quite inundated that, that's quite so, amazing isn't it to think French French people <laughs> I know they're the, you know that's the that's the country of cheese so I really was quite flattered <laughs> but I think it was just because there wasn't anything like this in in um, you know in UK or in Europe at the time yeah. um so people were really getting excited about it so yes yeah, so I started selling to health food shops really straight off the bat when people started contacting me um and that's kind of how we've grown our business is very organically we try not to push it too hard we're basically People, health food shops still to this day just come to us when they, you know, people talk about us and then they come to us and we like to grow it organically. Um, and that's just kind of our style, really. But yes, and it's just kind of grown and grown since then, really. And, you know, were you tempted to, you know, go down supermarket route or kind of one of the bigger kind of um, stores? Or is that something you might consider or is that something you definitely don't want to do? Um, well, I started off just selling to smaller health food shops. Obviously, I, I also started off just making it in my house. So there really wasn't an awful lot of space, um, you know, to scale up very quickly at all. And it was just me doing, you know, it's quite overwhelming when you start a business, when you're trying to make all the product and then do all the admin side. There's really quite a lot going on. Um, so it was just a matter of how much time did I have in the day. Um, but I mean, we have been tempted with certain, um, you know, larger health food shops like Holland Barrett, for example. Um, but I think the cost margins is where they really get the small artisan suppliers so i don't know if it's anything we'd be able to do right now but potentially in the future we might look into it mm. yeah um we uh we did a podcast before where we interviewed the team from la Fermagerie, you know the the cheesemongers in, yeah, in well. London. yes <laughs> now we've seen your cheese in there and, and had some as well and um you know one of the discussions we had with them was you know whether there's vegan cheese has got an image problem in the fact that it might be better if it was called something else what's your take on it you know is it cheese you're selling or is it actually something different? 
Um, well, I always say to our customers um, that we're not trying to replicate any specific dairy cheeses. It's like a unique cheese product on its own. But I really do feel like, even though we've used the um, the spelling C-H-E-A-S-E as a little bit of a play on words, really, um, I really do feel like the only way best to describe it is a cheese product. I mean, you know, I, I don't really feel like there's any um, trickery of any kind, you know, when it's called, when it's got vegan in the title, when you can see it's a cashew nut product, but calling it vegan cheese, I don't think is misleading because that's what it is. You use it as a cheese, you know, people sit down with crackers and chutney and wine and eat our cheeses on a cheese board. I mean, I don't know what else you could really call it, to be honest. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's just my thoughts on things really. Um, but obviously, you know, the more veganism, um, rises, uh, in the UK, I mean, we've seen such a change in the last year alone. I feel like much more acceptable for people to start referring to it as vegan yeah. cheese. I mean, the other thing to think about is, you know, when you say soya milk, it, are you not allowed to call it milk? Um, you know, it's, you know, soya milk, almond milk, and these, you know, terms are, you know, thrown around all the time. So I think you kind of have to um, look at, you know, different kind, you know, vegan meats mm. and stuff. Or what, what would you be able to call that? So, yes, I mean, I think, yeah, I think vegan cheese is definitely the best way to. I mean, there's an interesting discussion going on around the EU at the moment about, you know, some, I think largely um, powered by the French agricultural lobby. They're trying to, you know, stop people from calling them veggie burgers and things like that and coming up with terms like veggie discs and things like this. And I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think it, it's a case of, you know, the, the horse has long since bolted and, um, you know, even if we in Europe, even wherever we end up being the EU or not, um, the Americans will call it what they want to call it. And I guess we'll follow their lead, I guess. I see. Yeah, I think that's definitely what we tend to do. America's kind of a five year or so in the future. So we kind of have to look yeah. to them. But uh, but I mean, I think the fact that they were getting so much backlash from the non-vegan side of things is actually it's 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 really flattering because it means that they're kind of scared of the rise oh in God, veganism. Yeah, so I yeah. think so, um, so the more backlash, the merrier. Yeah, no, I, think. I completely agree. Um, so, um, just do you want to give me what, what's your top three bestsellers? What what do people most enjoy from your range? Oh well, by far our bestseller bestseller is our smoked cheese. I think people really miss that smoky mm. cheese flavour when they go. And that's something everyone's drawn to at a festival. That's the one that everyone's really excited I, I, about. I can vouch um, for this. I've had that one. Yeah. <laughs> really, 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 really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then, strangely enough, um, one of our more unique flavors, the Ethiopian spice, sells really, really well. Um, and obviously, this was kind of a wild card. I didn't have a clue if people would be interested in it. But I think it's because it's a flavor you don't even get in the dairy world. Um, so, I mean, not only vegans purchase our cheese, we also get a lot of, you know, meat eaters or people with allergies coming to coming to our cheeses as well purely because we've got really a wide variety of different flavors that you don't get anywhere else. Um, so the Ethiopian spice is definitely one. And then garlic, I think all garlic lovers out there enjoy our massive garlic kick because we, we, yeah, we, uh, we don't control our garlic. <laughs> we just, yeah, it's very yeah, garlic. It's up at that um, one as well. And it is very garlic. Yeah, come back. No, we, we like to pack a punch. So those three, I think, are definitely our best sellers. Um, obviously, it changes um, up and down the country whenever we do festivals. Different certain places like mustard, certain places like London loves likes truffle, yeah. for example. Um, the other thing uh, which sells really well is our selection mm. boxes. Uh, just ten mini cheeses, and it's great for a present. And you know, people get them yeah. to try. You know, a little flavor because if they don't know which ones they want so yeah so that one's quite a good seller as well okay so i guess the last question i was gonna ask you was is i mean there's a lot of stuff happening in the states around mm -hmm. all the development of kind of um 
you know, kind of burgers and and kind of obviously Impossible Burger and all the rest of. It. Do you think we're going to see something similar for cheese? Is that going to, you know, do you imagine that's going to happen? And what, and I guess more generally, what do you see is the future for for vegan cheese? You know, is, is there going to be some yeah. surprise ingredient that's going to come up, or you know? Well, that's the thing is you just never know. And the fantastic thing is obviously between 2014 and now, obviously I was the only company running back in 2014 that I, could, that I can think of. And now you've got so many different vegan cheese companies popping up all over the place. Um, so I think just that I think that's amazing. And I think that's going to push everybody to do better and just get more creative with their ingredients um, and really try and you know, streamline the best vegan cheeses. So I think I think we've definitely got some fantastic things to see and to come over the next couple of years, definitely. We've got an applewood cheese, which is really fantastic, um, and then more of a Frenchy Provence-style uh, cheese as well. But we've got many in creation um, that are kind of waiting to be perfected. Everyone's just really pushing themselves, so I think we'll see some fantastic things going forward. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. So that's been a pretty blistering episode to start uh, 2020 off with a bang. We've covered a huge amount of ground. Um, great to hear from Amy Tadar from Tyne Cheese. Um, it was really satisfying to uh, quiz Ashley on uh, the happenings within veganism in 2019 um, and to find out a little bit more about Veganuary as well. Um, so that's it for today's episode. What's coming up next time, Ashley? There's going to be a lot more Veganuary stuff, to be honest. Uh, we're going to be trying loads and loads of the new stuff that's coming out for Veganuary. So, uh, yeah, we've got a busy few days uh, coming up um, doing that. Um, also, we will probably be uh, talking, I think there's a, there's an interesting legal case going through at the moment, which is looking at whether veganism is, uh, well, veganism in the workplace and whether people are dim- discriminating against people because they're vegans. And we've got uh, some interesting stuff on that topic to talk about and also generally is is veganism as a religion what's the difference between ethical veganism and kind of uh other types of veganism so yep that's basically what we've got coming up very soon brilliant um well thanks guys for listening you've been absolutely fabulous as always um please keep listening and check out our website for new content as well um vegancuriousuk.com and we'll see you next time bye Save the planet and make it heal You can help by eating a vegan meal Come join us if you're vegan curious No animals in your meals Nothing tastes as good as being vegan feels Come join us if you're vegan curious Don't feel sad, don't feel blue So it ain't so bad, I swear it's true Just use the right condiments And you'll even like tofu Don't be furious Just be vegan curious Life is good, life is sweet When on your plate there is no meat Come join us if you're vegan curious Come join us if you're vegan curious